Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's ask our next guest because I saw his reaction. I have a feeling he has definitely tried it. We're talking with Alex Slon, our pre- and post-game host for the Miami Heat Radio Network. Alex, good morning to you. Surely you are someone who has tried Taco Bell. Look, I have a lot of love for your producer. He and I have a, a very good relationship, but man, I don't know. That's you've never had Taco Bell, Bill. I mean, that like that. I, I was I was shocked. Are you kidding me? Like you've never had a, a Crunchwrap Supreme. If you haven't had a Crunchwrap oh, Supreme, man. have you really lived? You know what I mean? Like no, you, you, you're alive, but have you really lived? If you haven't hit up Taco Bell at like one thirty in the morning. Agreed. After a couple drinks, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. suggesting anything crazy, but, you know, a couple drinks, you hit up happy hour, you stay out a little bit too late probably, and it, you need like a sponge to just absorb everything, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I've learned this as I've, I've gotten older, if I don't have something to just soak everything up before bed, I will wake up feeling terrible. And oh. there's probably nothing better. There's nothing better than a Crunchwrap Supreme and uh, like two soft tacos and like you ask for the mild sauce if they give you the hot you don't even really care because i don't really think there's a difference other than the labeling and the packaging like taco i'm i'm not even a huge taco bell fan but to have never tried it like wow i'm 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 shocked (laughs) <laughs> Alex, you're so right. And you described that feeling perfectly. Well, let's be honest. You're a little ham skied. It's a Friday night. It's probably 1.45 in the morning. And you're like, oh, this is the best meal. These burritos <laughs> are so – this Doritos Locos Saga is so, is so good. Oh, I'm with you there. Been there, done that, no regrets. So tacos all around at the Heat can pull off the – upset tonight in Boston and frankly I don't think it would be much of an upset I cannot believe that the Heat are eight and a half point dogs here (laughs) forget about that for a second we talk about Heat culture we keep hearing that and that is a real thing what is it about these guys that makes them such a close-knit group it's one thing to say it you say all right yeah you're supposed to say that you feel it you really do experience it with this Heat squad yeah, so we were broadcasting live, the, the show I do in Miami, we were broadcasting live on Tuesday from the Kaseya Center where the Miami Heat play. And we uh, we sat down prior to the game with Eric Reed, and he's the Miami Heat's play-by-play broadcaster since the organization's inception in 1988. And the way he phrased it, I want to give him credit because he phrased it so perfectly. He said, the illumination of Heat culture is undeniable at this point. It's on display right now for everybody to see. 
And I think in the past, you know, it was easy to really point to a culture when you have the big three and for people to kind of not laugh at it, but just poke fun at it and say, yeah, everybody can have a culture, some type of culture when you have LeBron James, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, right? But I think right now you really are seeing it on display besides the fact that Jimmy Butler is the epitome of what this Heat organization prides itself on, this idea of a culture of this underdog mentality. Everybody kind of is doubting you as the Miami Heat continue to be doubted throughout this process here in the postseason, and you overcome those odds. And and it, for anybody that knows Jimmy Butler's story, um, and, and for those that don't, I highly suggest you go look it up. I mean, it, it, it's remarkable that he is here today. Uh, but then you look across the entire roster. I mean, Dave Vincent, Caleb Martin has an insane story where he was cut by uh, uh, um, the, the Charlotte Hornets, one of the worst teams in the NBA. And J. Cole, rapper, is calling Karam Butler to get him a tryout with the Miami Heat. Gabe Vincent, same thing, two-way deal. And right now, outscores Tatum and Brown in a game three by himself. And, and like all these guys who just were doubted and, and, you know, pretty much nobody had heard of them until this run. And I think the Heat are looking at it and saying, okay, nobody had heard of them, but this is the same team last year that were within a shot, within a shot of getting back to the NBA Finals. So I think the Heat are kind of relishing in that where people keep acting like this is some big surprise. And yes, they were the eighth seed. Yes, they struggled all year, but... For the Heat, I mean, they truly were within that locker room. They truly were expecting to be back in this spot. Jimmy Butler said it one year ago. He said after he missed that shot in Game 7 versus Boston, we'll be back, we'll have that chance again. And here they are a full year later. And I know they lost Game 4, but there's no panic because I think the idea that Eric Spolstra is going to lose four straight games in an NBA playoff series, nobody down here is behind that. So do we have an update on Gabe Vincent? Because you mentioned how big he's been for the Heat. Scored 46 points, I think, across his last two games. But he also tweaked his ankle last game. Is that a factor in tonight's game? Oh, it's definitely a factor because you're going into Boston. And the way Miami has been able to win these games, and you saw it in game four, it's almost incredible how everybody played perfect. And... Mm -hmm. For the Heat, that hasn't been the case all season long. And then here you are in the playoffs. They shoot 45% from three against Boston, or rather against Milwaukee, and the shooting spiked again versus Boston. And um, Gabe Vincent, obviously a huge part of that. I mentioned outscoring Tatum and Brown in a third quarter of game three when Boston was down 15, not in you know a deficit that they can't overcome. Certainly not the one you want to be in, but that was the most important quarter of Boston's season, everything was on the line to avoid going down three games to nothing. And Gabe Vincent himself had more points than Tatum and Brown combined. They combined for eight. Gabe Vincent in that quarter alone had nine. So um, his production has been huge for Miami. And, you know, credit to Eric Spolstra sticking with him in the starting lineup. How many people would have done that over a championship point guard in Kyle Lowry? The update, he's questionable for today's game. After the game, Eric Spolster was asked about it. He said, I can never know following the game because I ask these guys all the time, are they okay? They lie. They say, yeah, we're fine uh, because they don't want to miss the games. But yesterday, the update was that he's questionable and there hasn't been any update yet. We'll find out later today around 2, 3 p.m. when the next injury report comes out and the guys will be 
doing a shoot around a little bit later in TD Garden as well. So there may be some updates in the next few hours, but questionable could be up upgraded to probable later on. We'll just have to wait and see. My guess is he guts this one out and he plays, right? Uh, if, if he's able mm-hmm. to. But if he's not, it is a good feeling knowing that you have Kyle Lowry on the bench to take in his place if he does have to miss the game. We're talking with Alex Solana, pre- and post-game host for the Miami Heat Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Alex M. Solana. Alex, we've talked about coaching a lot on this show and what appears to be a huge advantage for the Heat when you're talking about Eric Spolstra. How much does he lean on Pat Riley and Pat Riley's experience? And I ask that because Coach Spo himself in his post-game pressers has mentioned Coach Pat. So clearly he's, he's some sort of factor here. Yeah, I, I don't think Pat Riley is, you know, in the middle of a game going down to the locker room and, and right. waiting for halftime for Coach Spo to kind of shed some knowledge on him. Or, hey, you know, you missed that that uh, that opportunity to call X or Y play. Um, but I do think there's a very close relationship still to this day. You have to think going back to 2008 when Pat Riley names Eric Spolstra head coach of the Miami Heat. I mean, this is a Pat Riley that had one of the worst seasons ever, 15 and whatever the Miami Heat were that year. Dwayne Wade was injured. They had a roster turnover. And Pat Riley, knowing that the next era of Dwayne Wade, I mean, he had a superstar under his belt. Wade had just won a title, one of the greatest individual finals performances we've ever seen. And knowing that there was going to be some sort of foresight with Wade's next stage of his career in Miami, he could have gone out and hired an established head coach, right? Somebody who would have obviously, it would have been a desirable position to be with in Miami with Pat Riley in this organization coming off a title in 2006 and with this young superstar. And instead he decides to hand over the reins, the keys to this this young ship to Eric Spolstra, a guy out of their video room. Not many people would have done that. Not many people would have, entrusted Dwayne Wade's next step of his career and really just this this young promising organization fresh off a title to a guy out of their video room who was in his late 30s and then there was so many opportunities for Pat Riley you know while Eric Spolscher went through those 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 struggles as an early head coach you're seeing Joe Missoula they lost in the first round in back-to-back years his first two seasons as a coach and then here come the big three the start to the big three was not good. Nine and eight. We had bump gate with LeBron James. We know that LeBron James asked Pat Riley at some point during those four years, if he ever gets the itch to coach again. So he never directly asked him to come down, but we definitely know there was some sort of conversation. Pat Riley set the precedent with Stan Van Gundy in 2006. He removed him. He came down, he won a title. So it made all the sense in the world for him to do it again, remove a young head coach and come down and coach that team the big three to a championship considering the massive um, expectations built around them that he put together, by the way, along with Andy Ellisberg, the general manager, he didn't, he stuck with Eric Spolstra. And here we are, you know, a a decade plus later and coach Spo is being talked about as one of the best head coaches, not only in the league, but ever at this point in the NBA. And um, if, he, if he locks up this NBA title, certainly getting back to the finals, it helps, right? But I, I think that relationship is still very strong. I think Pat certainly has his hand in this, this 
conversation about heat culture. It starts top to bottom right there. And there's no better example than him trusting the guy that he handpicked to lead this organization into situations like this. And while the Heat, you know, they're certainly um, uh, achieving success because of a guy like Jimmy Butler, who uh, Pat Riley went and traded for, you don't get to this point without Coach Spo and the development of all these guys that, that everybody's finding out about now, the Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, who we haven't even discussed, who probably has been the Heat's second best player throughout the playoffs. You don't get to that point without Eric Spolstra and his uh, his head coaching philosophies and the way that he's really built this this um, culture of don't care what anybody says, just come out here, play hard, and you have a spot on this team. And it, you know all these guys are benefiting from it. He is the pre and post game host for the Miami Heat Radio Network, and you can hear him across AM five sixty Sports WQAM in Miami. It is Alex Solana. He also, by the way, eats Taco Bell like a true gentleman. Yes, Thank sir. you, Alex. Yes, we sir. appreciate it. Always enjoy coming on. I'm maybe go get a little Taco Bell breakfast right now. Thank you. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from six to nine Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.